Chitik Tapabi, Ma Kitty, S.J. Mendelssohn, whatever you want to call me, just don't call me late for dinner. Today, it's Saturday, and it is. Is it the 7th? Oh, my God, it's already February 7th, I think, right? No, wait a minute. Wait a second. No, it's February. I'm looking to see because I still have my January calendar. It's February 4th. I've got to change the calendar. Mm. I'm having coffee out of my morning bitches cup, which you can't see. Anyway, I wanted to share my experience after seeing Pamela Anderson, a love story documentary. Wow. What a woman person and what amazing children she has. Her son, Brandon. Oh, my God. What a kid. To rally behind your mom like that. I only wish my son, Cameron, would rally behind me the way Brandon has rallied behind his mother. But the good thing for me is, is I have my husband, Ed, who rallies behind me and my adopted daughter, Lisa Brown, who is always in my corner. How lucky am I that I got this person who's always in my corner. May she live forever, 120 years, as we say. So I just wanted to share my experience with <clears throat> watching this because First of all, she is probably one of the most beautiful women in the world. Okay? Amazing. Let's be real here. You know it, and I know it. She is gorgeous, just drop-dead gorgeous, but she always was. She always was a gorgeous person, inside and out, but really gorgeous when she was young, a natural, what they call a natural beauty. She didn't need any enhancements of any kind. She needed nothing, nothing, nothing. She didn't need anything. She didn't need any plastic surgery because she was a natural beauty. But here's the, here's the kicker, right? She alluded and talked about being molested as a child by her babysitter. You know, once you are molested, you are never the same. And, you know, I've shared about this on my podcasts before. You know that, right? Of course. As a child, my experience was, you know, I was walking home, happy-go-lucky, little girl with little curls, beautiful little girl, who you know, young, pretty, you know, not, I don't know about pretty, but young and adorable, you know, six, seven, how old we were living back with our grandparents again. Once we got kicked out of every other place, we always went back with the grandparents. We were very lucky that way. However, you know, I wanted an ice cream. My mother gave me a dime for an ice cream. The candy store was on uh, 14th Avenue and 40th. And mother said, ask someone to help you cross the street. So I was coming back from getting the ice cream, cone, whatever it was. Came to this old man because I always thought old men were were you know safe. Grandpa was an old man. Well, he wasn't that old back then, but you know, an old man like you know, I, hey, it's like a grandfatherly type with a beard, you know, kind of and lived 
And I asked him if he would help me cross the street. And he said, yes, but I have to come back to his apartment with him. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I said, yes, I don't know why I said yes. Probably, I don't know if I even said yes. He pulled me along to his apartment and kept me there for a long time. And I remember sitting on his lap. I don't remember anything else. I just remember in my mind's eye, I see it right now, sitting on his lap for hours. The only reason he let me go is because, you know, I was like a little entertainer back then, singing and dancing. And he let me go and if I promised to come back. Well, I knew that they were going to be looking for me. I just knew it. And I just knew my mother would be fit to be tied. So instead of like going from on 41st Street up to 14th Avenue, I went around the block to 15th Avenue and that some little kid kids, they're all looking for you. Where have you been? <clears throat> so rather than, I don't know. I mean, I came home and my mother, of course, punished me, but she didn't realize what had happened because I didn't tell her what happened. You know, mother was not the type of person you could tell things to without her going, you know, Sandra, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Everything's okay. She punished me. The punishing for my mother was getting a spanking. And I couldn't go out and do anything, you know. But from that point on, I was never the same. Everything was sexualized at that age for me. You know, I saw everything differently. Like, I remember drawing pictures of, like, naked people, you know, and hiding it under my mattress at that age. I was very creative, you know, I was a, a singer, a little performer, and I loved to draw. And then mother, mother discovered it under the mattress, where'd this come from? How come you're drawing like this? What are you doing? Got punished again. So, you know, once you're molested, you see everything differently. You don't see anything like the eyes of a child where everything is innocent and beautiful. You sexualize every situation, you know, like, oh, I can, if I do this, this is what's going to happen to me. If I do that, that's going to happen to me. Anyway, sexualizing everything. So, you know, my story continues later, but I can see from the time she was a little girl, Pam Anderson, who was molested by a babysitter, a woman, sees everything differently from that moment on. Oh, I'm a value only as a physical being. Nothing about me matters except my physicality. And she was adorable when she was young, gorgeous, naturally gorgeous. So of course, when she wants to become like, and she's discovered and all these things happen for her, like me, I did not develop until my teens. I did not have any kind of figure. I didn't have a boob, like so funny. When I was watching that, one of her boobs, she's, oh, my God, Mom, I have cancer. You know, one boob always grows first. That's what happened with me, too. One of my boobs grew first. And I got scared. What's this? What's this lump in me? What's... And I didn't develop until I was 15 and a half, 16. I didn't start having a figure. Of course, then everybody's after you. So basically, that's what happened. She got discovered. And then they put her on, go, she goes to Playboy. And of course, now what are they going to do with her at Playboy? 
They're going to say, Pam, you're intelligent, you're brilliant. No, of course not. They're going to exploit her. They're going to, you know, go from like this beautiful with to bleached hair, gorgeous, natural, natural beauty to like, you know, Miss Playboy and exploit her. Exactly what they did. What else is what else did Playboy do to all the different women? My girlfriend who's on MILF, MILF Manor, April, her mother was a Playboy model, one of the first Asian Playboy models. What do they do? They exploit you. You know, you're only like a piece of meat to them, a sexualized doll, a Barbie doll. That's all you are to them. Forget it. So, of course, that's what they did. And then, you know, she goes on that show. I don't even think I watched that show with her running routine in her red bikini. I blanked out on the name of the show because it was just a jiggle fest as far as I was concerned. And I never watched it. I, I'm here to say I never watched that at all. So, you know, I just didn't want to see people exploited for their sexual prowess, their sexuality and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't. But she's a beautiful woman. Okay. She didn't need all, she didn't need extra breasts and she didn't need all the extra stuff. And, you know, then comes Tommy Lee along, you know, Tommy Lee, and they get married in four days and, you know, the famous tape and all that stuff. They have the kids. Thank goodness they had those kids. That's all I got to say because they saved her life. Just like when I had my son, Cameron. He saved my life from drugs and alcohol because I was, you know, I liked to do drugs before and party with his father because his father was a dealer, believe it or not. Yes, he was. All right. He can deny it all he wants, but he used to sell cocaine out of the apartment we lived in together, you know, dealing coke. And I stopped doing coke after John Belushi died. I said, oh, you know. I got to stop doing this. Anyway, got pregnant, had my baby and decided I didn't want my son to see a drunk or a using mother. And that's why I got sober. So, you know, she had the two boys and that's what changed her life. She didn't think of herself and like me, I didn't think of myself anymore. I thought of my son. He was the most important person in my life. So she had the boys and now now that the boys are adults, especially Brandon, like he is his mother's advocate. Unbelievably. Do you know, and I listened to that, that she only gets residuals like nothing. Like me, I get a dollar residual every once in a while. Whoop-de-doo, right? And what did she get? $4,000 for one residual from her famous show? I mean, that's ridiculous. She was exploited. She was exploited. She, you know, like, oh, you think, oh, my God, I'm going to be a famous star, make all this money and do so much with my life. Oh, my God, you know. Oh. Horrible. Let me take a sip of, sip of my coffee right now. When you're struggling to be an actor at any age, you'll take whatever you can get so that you can become somewhat successful 
and then use those credits, you know, to move along with other things that you've done. So she was exploited as far as I'm concerned. She was exploited by that show and the producers and all that kind of thing. And now her son is saying, here, it's time that my mother wasn't exploited anymore. It's time that my mother is paid for what she has done and did. And, you know, she's just not a piece of meat, you know, that people could toss around from person to person. Baywatch, that's the name of it. Baywatch, I forgot. Just thinking. $4,000 in residuals? Come on, let's be ridiculous here. You know, so her son is her advocate. Brandon, if you ever hear this, more power to you. So, today I'm my own advocate. I am my own advocate for what I think I deserve in situations, you know, and I'll bargain down. Yes, I have a team of people. I have a PR people. I have a manager. But still, in the end, you have to bargain for yourself and not even bargain, negotiate. Whatever you're doing in life, you have to negotiate. You know, when I was working at the, as the Noni at the lender, they were amazing to me. I have to admit that. And I miss that place. They gave me a great salary, amazing people, you know, and I didn't even have to negotiate. I was a salaried employee. They were amazing. I didn't care that I had to drive to Orange County every day. I looked forward to it, to work with those people, you know, because they value me and they valued me. And I'm sad and sorry I'm not working anymore for them, you know, and I should only be so lucky as to have another company that hires me like that. But right now I'm starting to get, you know, product endorsements by different people and makeup companies and, you know, senior women stuff and dating things that I believe in. And that's wonderful. You know, it's wonderful for me. So anyway, I would love to interview Pamela Anderson on here, you know, and what I also love about her is her, she's an advocate for animals, totally. As your TikTok bubby is, morning bitches girl. Morning bitches! Did I even say it? Probably not. I forgot. I'm an advocate for so many different things, but animals are one of them. And one of the most disgusting things I've seen on TikTok is people, you know, like, frying their animals to eat them. I mean, it's just so disgusting. I can't even, I can't even watch that. I can't even like, I block it, you know, because we have two animals, two cats, Lulabelle and Pete. And I've had cats since 19, well, we had Putty Cat in the 50s that my brother brought home. And of course I've had, I had Petey, the first Petey, who was a, you know, he was dumped off at the SPC, SPCA here in L.A. and got him. And then after he passed, uh, we got Lucky from the same place, and she passed. And then we got Petey number two. He's still around, thank God. And then we adopted the feral cat three years ago, just Lulabelle Brown. Lulabelle was a feral. And I really domesticated her. She is amazing. She is just a totally different cat. So I'm an animal lover. Every animal, cats, dogs, birds, not so much me. I'm not a bird lover, but 
you know, and one of the things, sidebar, I worked while going to college. I went to Pratt Institute because, you know, I was forced to do all these things that I didn't want to do by mother. High School of Art and Design, you'll go. Pratt, you'll go. Even though it was like so darn expensive. Okay. But I worked for a vet and I worked for this vet was the most famous like um, bird doctor in the world. So I worked for him and learned a lot. You know, I really, really learned a lot about animals and birds and, you know, how to clip nails on animals. Oh, I love that. I still clip my own cat's nails, by the way. You know, I clip them. I love doing that. You know, I'll take them when it's real. I get her when she's sleeping under the cover. She hides and I'll clip her nails. So and I love animals and uh, I am an animal lover. And um, I know that Pam Anderson is as well. So, you know, all I can say is don't let yourself be exploited because of your physicality. You're not just one of these dancing dolls that claps your hands like this. You can't see me. And one of these days I will do the seeing me video so you could see me as well as hear me. Don't let people do that to you. Why? Because you're a person. You're not just a body. You are a person who is intelligent, brilliant, funny. You happen to look good, okay? You're gorgeous, Pamela Anderson. Yes, natural gorgeous. You don't need to do anything else to yourself. You know, you don't need to exploit yourself, right? Brandon, you are just like, I'm so impressed by you. And you help produce this documentary, and uh, it is a love story for you. And for those who are molested, who have been molested, like myself, other times too, you know, as a teenager, and just horrible stuff, you know, you allow yourself to have these things happen to you because that's, you see that as your value. You don't see yourself as like somebody that is not going to be, you know, molested in any way, shape, or form. You see yourself for your body, whether you have a body or not. That's all your value is, you know, to people. So try not to see yourself as that. And if that does happen to you, want to? I just want to say a very important thing. It's not your fault. It is never your fault that you were molest, molested, kidnapped. None of those things is your fault because you're a child, a teenager. What do you know? What do you know about the world and what's going on? But you have these sick adults who grab onto you and, you know, take advantage of you. And there's so many of them. And, you know, it's not, I love how like on TikTok, all these conservatives say, oh yes, it's like, transgender people who are doing this or homosexuals or lesbians. That's not true. Most of the time, it's been my experience that are these conservative, like the guy who, who kidnapped me was, he looked like a rabbi. The next guy who did it was the manager at our building and told my mom, you know, he molested me, he told me if, if I told anybody, he would kick us out of the apartment. He was not like a homosexual. He was probably heterosexual. 
Okay? So it's most of the time these conservative people who, you know, like they're hidden. They take advantage of you to the world. You know, look in the Congress. To the world, they look like these innocent, conservative, God-fearing people when they really are, you know, perverts and sick people. Look at that. I mean, just look at them. They look like that. You know, who takes advantage of a, you know, a young kid like six or seven, right? Who takes advantage of a teenager? Who? Okay. So don't think it's like these conservative a-holes because it's not. It's usually, excuse me for saying that it is these conservative. I don't know what I was just saying. It was the conservative a-holes. Please forgive me for saying that. I made a boo-boo. It is. You know, it is conservative a-holes. Bible-thumping a-holes. You know, like these Bible-thumpers in church. Oh, believe in, believe in us. You know, we don't believe in pedophilia. Sure you don't. Sure. The people who molested me were pedophiles. That's right. The men who molested me, you know, are pedophiles because they could take advantage of us, you know, whenever they wanted to, because who were we going to tell? So forgive me, I said conservative. Yes, conservatives. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm looking out here and in, in, in the world right now and seeing how beautiful a day is today. And I survived. Pam Anderson, honey. You're a survivor. Me too. We are survivors. We are survivors of um, molestation. And we got through it the only way we knew we could. You know, even as I, when I got older and I've shared that, you know, right away people went for my boobs because I've got nice boobs. Okay, I've got nice boobs, even at my age of 75, all right? But keep your hands off my fucking boobs. They're mine. And I let people touch me there because I don't know. I didn't know how to say, no, stop, don't. Get your fucking hands off my boobs. I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't know how to say that. Today, I would say that. Even at 75 fucking years old, I would say, keep your fucking hands off my ass, because I don't have an ass, so. And my boobs, okay? Keep your hands off. They don't belong to you. They're mine. Get lost, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. So Pam Anderson, I love you. I think you're amazing. I'd love you to come into my podcast. I don't pay. It's just an old lady, foul mouth old lady, just talking about all this stuff, you know, her experiences with molestation. And, uh, you know, and uh, I just want to say at the end, as I always say, if no one told you they love you today, I love you. Because you're you and don't blame yourself for anything that an adult did to you. Okay? I love you. Have a blessed Saturday. Go have fun. Get your hair did like me. That's what I'm doing. And enjoy your life. Talk to you this. On Tuesday, I'm going to have a podcast with a woman who has three breasts. Breastuses. (laughs) And one of them removed or both for cancer. 